Hey, I wonder if you've got a friend that is just all in. The kind of friend that I don't know if it's because of FOMO, I don't know if it's just because they've got nothing better to do, but you know that friend, you can call at any time of the day, any hour of the week, uh, and they're just like, yep, I'm in, I'll be there, I'll do it, I'm keen, I'm excited, whatever's going on, yeah, maybe you are that person, Tavita's saying, that's me, and I believe that absolutely. Uh, I've picked up Tavita a couple of times for church, just driving past, I'm like, there's Tavita, and he's like, yeah, I'll come help you set up, it's awesome. Um, But you know, that kind of friend, that's just no matter what's going on, they're in, they're like, I want to be a part of it, I don't want to miss out, I'm going to be there. Um, For me, that friend is Mr. Michael Slater. For as, as long as I can remember, he has just been... I'm in no matter what we were doing. I remember times where we would have church. Uh, Back in the day, Macca's was the only thing that was open. So we went there every week, three times a week after youth and church and for life group. Um, So Macca's has a lot of my money. Um, But we went there every week and it'd be like 11 o'clock at night, Macca's kicks us out and someone would be like, hey, you know what we should do? We should drive to Brisbane and buy pancakes. And Slater's like, I'm in. I'll drive. Let's go. Let's do it. No matter what's happening, Slater's like, I'm going to do it. Whether it's playing paintball and someone's like, let's have a skins round where we play taking our shirts off. Slater's already got his shirt off and he's like, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm like, this is a terrible idea. But he's like, I'm in. Let's go. I'm keen. Uh, I can think of times we're at youth camps. We're waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning to go play pranks on people. Um, and it was, you know, it was like, we, we should be sleeping. But Slater's like, I'm in. Let's go. Let's get it done. I want to be a part of it. Um, I can think back a couple of weeks ago, me and my wife, we just bought our first home, which we're super stoked about. Uh, And I was doing some painting before we moved in. And I messaged Slater at like seven o'clock because I was there by myself, a little bit lonely, listening to heaps of podcasts, but getting a bit crazy because I was just listening to podcasts over and over. And so I messaged Slater and said, hey man, like if you're free, you should come hang out. And he's like, dude, I'm really sorry. I'm doing this thing out at Oki. Um, but I would love to come. And I was like, well, dude, I'm going to be here till late. So like, you know, come over if, if, if when you're done, you want to come hang out. Now for me, I'm thinking late is 10 o'clock, okay? I'm like, at 10 o'clock, I've been working since 7 a.m. I'm ready to go home. I don't want to hang around. And so he's like, sweet, I'll be there later. I'm like, awesome. And then it was like 9.45 and he sends me a message. Hey man, I'm leaving Oki now. I'll be there at 10.15, like at night. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be home. I'm sorry. But he's just like, I am in whatever is happening. I'm going to be there. I love you, Slater. Let's give it up for Slater. Looking fab tonight. Um, but yeah, if that's you, I wonder if you've got a friend like that. If you're watching online, I want you to tag that friend right now. Or if it's you, can you tag yourself? I don't know. You can? That's, that's hilarious. You can tag yourself. Tag yourself. And, and then you get your own little notification from you. That's funny. Like Levi Mulhair, tag Levi Mulhair in a post. That's awesome. I'm going to do that more often. It's kind of like liking your own post, right? Like a real power move. Like, I know this is good. I like it. <laughs> I know this is a good photo. I took it. I like it. You might be thinking, what is the point of all of this? And that's a really good question. The point I would like to make is I think that having that kind of I'm in attitude is so important when it comes to following Jesus. That whatever God is doing, whatever Jesus is doing, you know what? I'm in and I want to be a part of it. And the Bible is so, so clear 
that God thinks that you are significant. He doesn't think that you're an accident. He actually just sees you as someone that is so, so full of potential. Not, and he doesn't want to just do good things in your life. He actually wants to do things through your life that change the lives of the people around you generationally. And I know that's, you know, when, we, when we're younger, it's kind of hard to think generationally. But honestly, the things God wants to do through you, not only are going to change the world of the lives of the people, change the lives, the worlds of the people in your life, not only going to change their lives, but it's actually going to impact the kids of their kids of their kids. You know, I'm thinking of the people that reached out to my dad and talked to my dad about their faith. And that's the reason that I'm standing here today. That's the reason that my kids are in church and you could have that kind of impact on somebody's life. And the Bible's so clear about it. And I want to prove it to you really quick with three scriptures that aren't on the screen. Media team, don't freak out. Um, First one is... In Psalm 139, verse 13, it says, For you created my innermost being, speaking of God. You knit me together in my mother's womb. It's like God cared about you before you were even here. God cared about you and had a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God wants to do something big and significant in your life. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So, so what does God want to do in your life? Well, look, if you think you can imagine it, he wants to do something bigger than that. That's powerful, right? Whether you think God wants to do nothing in your life, He actually wants to do something. Whether you believe that God wants to do big things in your life, He actually wants to do bigger things than you can even imagine. Which, just as a side note, encourages me to dream bigger dreams and to imagine bigger things. Because if God can do more than it, I want all that He's got, man. I don't want to go out of here with like with the medium when I could have had the extra large, right? I want to dream bigger dreams. So God has big plans for your life. God sees your life as significant. And I think a big part of that, a big part of experiencing all that God wants to do in your life is by living with an I'm in attitude. When an opportunity from God arises, an opportunity to serve or to love on someone, having the attitude of, you know what, God, I am in. Being like Slater, I'm in. I don't care what time it is. I don't care how inconvenient it is. I'm going to be a part of what you're doing, God. And there's a great story. Uh, of, in the Bible of some people who have that attitude. The story of the, Jesus calling the disciples. It's in Matthew 4, 18 to 22. Uh, and it says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore, uh, along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, I almost did the seashore, seashore, um, walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, um, which is a very Australian thing, right? He's got a nickname that's different than his name, uh, which is what we do in Australia, right? I have a mate called Kevin, but we all call him Bevan. Uh, no reason. We just thought Bevan was a better name. And, you know, it's how it works in Australia. So he's Simon, but they call him Peter. And Andrew, they're throwing a net into the water because they fish for a living. Then Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Okay, weird request, Jesus. But anyway, I'm going to show you how to fish for people. But I want you to look at their response. And they left their nets at once and followed him. And it goes on and it says, A little farther up the shore, he saw two older brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat 
and they're farther behind. Man, these guys were so down for what Jesus was doing. They were like, I am in straight away. No questions asked. I am following what you are doing. And I think that's so awesome to have that. It's almost that healthy FOMO of, I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. If God is doing something, I want to be a part of it. If God has something for my life, I want it. I don't want to miss it. I want to be all in. I want my response to be, I am in when it comes to following Jesus. And I've got a couple of thoughts, a couple of observations to make about the disciples. But I guess the question I've got for you this evening is, are you in for what God is doing? Are you in for when it comes to all the plans and the purposes and the goodness that God has for your life? Are you in when it comes to being a part of building God's kingdom? So as we talk, I want you just to think, you know what, am I in? And I encourage you, maybe you were in at one stage. Maybe you look back and there was a time where you were just so passionate and so excited and maybe you've lost that. Well, my prayer for you this evening is that that, that um, passion would be just rekindled inside of you. So the disciples, all in kind of guys, first thought is they were all in before they even understood or before they understood completely. I just want to look back at that scripture in Matthew 4. It says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. Now, their response could have been very different, right? Their response could have been, hey, Jesus, uh, what's that mean? Like, that's kind of a weird request, fishing for people. We fish for fish. Do you want us to bring out rods? Uh, do, do we need, like, what kind of line do you need to catch people? Do you catch them on, like, on, on soft plastics, or do you need, like, live bait? Uh, it could have been, like, you know, Jesus is, is, like, is this some kind of, like, is it a paid role? Um, you know, not probing Jesus, but what's the salary? Uh, they could have asked, you know, uh, you know, what am I going to do with my fishing business? Uh, they could have asked all these questions, but I love their response, which is in just a bit further on, where it says, they immediately followed him. That was their response. We are following you. No questions asked. We might not understand everything, but God, we are in for what you are doing. And I think that is such an amazing attitude to have. I mean, their, their understanding of Jesus would have been, we've seen him do some miracles. We've experienced him do some stuff in our life. And we've got the feeling that he could be a big deal. But that would have been where their, their understanding of Jesus kind of ran out. And still, they were like, you know what? When, when God is moving, when Jesus is doing something, I want to be a part of that. I want to be all in when it comes to following Jesus. And, and it's one of the things that I, I love at New Hope. I, I really believe we have this culture of I'm in when it comes to getting stuff done and being a part of what God's doing. I think it's really exciting, actually. Uh, it makes me think of, um, of Josh Lush. Who loves Josh Lush? He's a champion. He's actually just stepped up. He started leading our stream team. Let's give it up for the stream team. We love you guys. Um, and he's been doing an amazing job of that. But it was so cool. I spoke to him a few weeks ago about leading the team. Um, and his response was just like, yeah, I'm keen. And I'm like, do you, you want to like go home and pray about it or like think about it? And he's like, nah, you, I'm so keen for an opportunity to lead. I just want to, I'm just excited to see what happens. And I found out he's like, I've not really had a chance to lead before. So I'm so excited to be a part of this. And I was like, man, that's so good. And then he asked the questions. He's like, I'm in. Now who's on the team? Uh, what do I need to do? When have I got to get there? But I'm like, man, that's such an awesome attitude. He's just like, man, I am in with this opportunity. I want to be a part of that. And, and I just say to honor Josh, 
the stream team is one of the fastest growing teams in our church. Like it is a fruitful team. It's full of people. And, and I love this about our stream team. Almost everyone who's on the stream team didn't really know what they were doing before they were on the team. And they all, the whole stream team has this attitude of I'm in. They're like, you know what? I'm keen to be a part of it. How do I use a camera? And it's like, that's awesome. Let's teach you how to use the camera. But they've got this sense of, you know what? I just want to be a part of what God's doing. I love it. I think it's part of our, our culture. And, and I just want to encourage us, I guess, especially young people of new hope. I want to encourage us. Let's have that attitude of, you know what? If God is doing something, I want to be a part of it. I want to be all in. God, if you are moving, I am in. I am going to be a part of it. I am not going to miss out on what you're doing. I want to be a part of changing people's lives forever. When it comes to opportunities to lead, you know, the Bible says to desire to lead is actually a good thing. When it comes to those opportunities, I'd encourage you, have that, op- that, that, um, have that attitude of, you know what, I'm in. When it, when it comes to sharing the good news about Jesus to your friends, have that, attitu- oh, that attitude of, you know what, Jesus, if you're going to give me the opportunity, I'm in. I'm going to be ready for it heading into my workplace today. If a question comes up, I'm ready to share the good news. And, you know, being a witness just basically means talking about what you've seen God do in your life, right? We think about witnesses to a car accident. They don't get someone in and they're like, okay, can you please explain to us how a Toyota Camry works? They don't say that, right? They say, what did you see happen? And, and, and sometimes I think we can be afraid of sharing our faith because it's like, well, I don't know all the answers. I don't know how it all works. I don't know about this thing in the Bible. But actually what God is calling us to do is just to share what we've seen God do in our lives. That's what it means to be a witness. So when the opportunity comes up, are you all in? Are you in for that opportunity? Or are you just going to let it go past and, and potentially miss out on all that God wants to do in your life? When it comes to opportunities to be generous, are you all in? Are you in? Are you like, God, I am down with this. I want to be a generous kind of person. I want to be the, a blessing to the people around me. When it comes to opportunities to serve, are you all in? And I love tonight, you know, we're about to feast on the most delicious pumpkin soup of your whole life. Now, I've, I've not tasted this pumpkin soup before. All I know is Izzy Betts was a part of planning it, and she's the queen of delicious food, okay? So I know it's going to be amazing. Um, but, you know, actually tonight, just this morning, I was going to call this after party off. I was like, you know what? It's just not working. The plan was to have a food truck. I must have called eight food trucks. They're all like, sorry, we're busy. I'm like, what are you doing on a Sunday night? Like, I don't get it. Or they're like, sorry, we're on holidays. Or they're like, actually, we usually go to events that have 8,000 people. And I'm like, oh, that's an awkward conversation. Sorry. Uh, they looked on their website and they had like a semi truck. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not going to fit under our portico at the front. Um, and it got to the point where this morning I was just like, look, it's not going to happen. We'll call it off. We'll do it another time. And I, I told um, some of our hospitality team that. And they're like, you know what? Let's make it happen. We can get out there. We can buy the ingredients. We can make the food happen. Man, that is being I'm in. They're like, let's make this. Yeah, let's give it up for everyone who was involved in that. I'd name them, but there's too many. And, and it, it, actually, it started, with, it started with Izzy and Sarah Ray. And I believe that's who it started with. And then it was like, you know, we, we'll need six people. And they came back like five, ten minutes later, and they're like, we've got eight. And I'm like, man, isn't that awesome? We have a culture of I am in. You know what? There's an opportunity. There's a gap. I'm going to be a part of it. And I really believe that because of their kind of faithfulness with this tonight, people are going to make lifelong friendships this evening. As you hang around and meet some people, I'm so excited. But it all happens because people we're willing to say, I'm in. 
I wonder what your response to that question is. Are you in? You know, maybe the next step for you is to get baptized. And that's literally a step of saying, Jesus, I'm in. Like, I'm in when it comes to following you. And maybe you don't understand everything. Maybe, and like, you know, like the people who were on the catering team this evening, they didn't understand how it was going to all work. They were just in. And maybe when it comes to baptism, it's like, you know what, I don't understand everything about God. But one thing I do know is I'm in. I want to follow Jesus. That's what I want to do. And I encourage you, take that step, be an I'm in kind of person. Even if you don't understand everything, you don't actually have to understand everything. You just got to be willing to say, I'm in. Jesus isn't looking for people with a whole bunch of knowledge. He's looking for people who are available. He's not looking for superstars with all these amazing talents and gifts, which of course, if that's you, God can use you. But what he's actually looking for is people who are available, people who are willing to say, you know what, God, use me. You know what, God, whatever you're doing, I'm in. And that's actually when you're going to see God do that amazing kind of stuff we read about at the start of the message. So they were all in before they understood. They were also all in, second thought, in every season. Now, these guys were fishermen. Um, I'm sure that they weren't just sitting around bored when Jesus came. I'm actually very certain because these dudes lived in one of the most heavily taxed societies in history. So by some conservative estimates, um, I stole this from Shane Willard, but by some conservative estimates, they were paying 87% tax, these guys. Now that's wild, right? That's a lot of tax. And and it's interesting because if you break down the tax they had to pay, they had to pay 50% of their fish. Now, the, the, a, bit, a little bit of math goes on in my head. I'm not a math kind of person. But that means if they're kind of just working to get what they need, they actually now need to work double, right? Because they've got to give 50% of it to the Romans. Can you imagine if to get what you have right now, you had to double what you were doing? Like, students, think about that. If you're getting a distinction now and you had to double the amount of effort that you put in to be able to get a distinction... That's, that's basically the definition of hell in the Bible. <laughs> like, that's a bad time, right? I don't care how, how bad you think your salary is. Imagine if you had to work twice the amount of hours to make that money. We're, we are talking about busy, busy people. And, and they could have come back to Jesus with, you know what, Jesus, like, this is great, but could you just come back, like, after the Roman Empire kind of finishes, we've got a little bit more time on our hands, then we would love to be a part of what you're doing. They, they could have come back, like, Jesus, can you just, like, it's not really convenient right now. Um, could you just wait till our apprentices get qualified in fishing, uh, and then we'd love to come and follow you once we've sorted it out. No, they were like, I guess they were alert to the moment and realized, hey, in this moment, I'm going to follow Jesus. In this season, even though it's tough, even though we're busy, even though we're working hard, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing. And I love what it says in Ephesians 5, 14 to 16. It says, this is why it said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Who can relate to that, rise from the dead, waking up in the morning? Sometimes it feels like that. This morning, it felt like that. You know, when it's really cold, and you're just like, Ugh! Uh, my, my, my only way of getting out of bed early is I literally have to like scare myself awake. Like I can't snooze or I won't get up. I basically like jump out of bed and I kind of look like Lazarus coming out of the grave. It's like, I just got to straight to the shower and in we go. Um, wake from the dead, uh, wake up, sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And it says, but be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity 
because the days are evil. Basically saying, hey, your time is running away. Your time is short. So wake up to the fact that you've got an opportunity right now to make a difference. It's basically encouraging us, hey, don't wait until the time's perfect. Don't wait until you feel ready. Don't wait until you've done a little bit of extra study. Put your hand up right now and say, Jesus, I am in in this season. Jesus, I want to be a part of what you're doing right now. It's saying, hey, that is wisdom to recognize that you have an opportunity in your life right now. And I'm so confident in that. No matter what your life looks like, maybe life is really tough. You know, the Bible actually talks about how God can bring good from every single situation. So if you would, in a sense, wake up to the opportunities that are around you, you would see God do good things even in a difficult situation. Wake up and see that now is the time. See that God is moving. Man, I would just so encourage you in our church, God is moving. We're a part of making history here at New Hope. God is changing people's lives every week. Every week, people are finding friendship and connection and a place to belong. I want to encourage you, church, wake up. See what God is doing. He is moving. This is our time. If you're in my generation or the generation next that comes after mine, or if you're in the generation above me, this is our time. This is our moment. It's time to say, God, I am in for what you're doing. I'm not going to wait until I'm ready. I'm not going to wait until I know more. I'm not going to wait until my journaling's more consistent. I'm going to be right in right now, right where I am at. God, I want to be a part of what you're doing. Is there anyone else? Are you in this evening? I can feel it. A few of you are in. It's good. Come on, let's be a part of what God is doing. Wake up. Wake up. Realize there are so many opportunities around you. Maybe you work in a tough workplace. Maybe it's the kind of place that's not a really encouraging environment. Would I just encourage you? You've got an amazing opportunity. And whatever season you're in, whatever moment you're in, God can actually put a reason to that season. You know, maybe God actually wants to use you to be a light of encouragement in your workplace. And all you need to do is wake up, realize that there's an opportunity right here, right now. The time is it's ready for you to step up. God wants to use you to do big things. Wake up. And I love the promise. Wake up and Jesus will shine on your life. Who here wants Jesus to shine on their life? I'm not exactly sure what that means, but man, that's a cool picture. Like, I want to be living the kind of life where it's like, yeah, you know what? Jesus is shining on me. And actually what I think it means is when Jesus shines on you, you actually start to shine in your life. Like, want to stand out in your workplace? Let Jesus shine on you. Wake up. Start being an encourager in your workplace. Start being an encourager in your school and your university. God is going to shine on you. And when Jesus shines on people, people take notice. Yeah? Your boss is going to notice when you show up shining. Your teacher is going to notice when you show up just shining. People around you are going to notice, going to take notice and be like, man, what's going on with that guy? He's shining. Wake up and Jesus will shine on you. So I want to encourage you, are you in? This is my final question. Are you in? When it comes to Jesus moving, when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to what God's called you to do, when it, when it comes to living a big, great life that God has for you, are you in? And I want to encourage you because I feel like when we talk about these kind of things, sometimes we can feel a little frustrated because maybe we don't know what God is calling us to do. Like maybe that's your response. Like, yeah, I'm in, but like I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what that is. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I want to be in, but maybe you don't have that, like just that clear word from God of this is what I want you to do. And my encouragement to you would just be get involved now and do something. If you're not sure what your whole purpose for your life is, just start now. And you'll figure it out on the way. That's how Jesus kind of works. He kind of, he fixes us on the way, right? <laughs> he did that with the disciples. They weren't perfect, but he fixed them on the way. Uh, most important thing is that we start the journey and just say, you know what, God, I'm in, in this season, in my school, in my workplace. I'm in when it comes to my life group. You know, maybe you aren't in a life group. I'd encourage you, get in a life group, man. It's awesome. I'm assuming most of us in a life group because I don't know why you wouldn't be. People that are going to encourage you and, and really believe with you when you're struggling. People who are going to pray with you, laugh with you in the good times and, and cry with you in the bad times. Be in. And, and even if you are in a life group, I just encourage you, like, be all in. Like, are you the kind of life group attendee that, you, you, you know, your life group leader has to message three times before you show up? You know, or are you the kind of person that's championing your life group leader, the kind of person that's bringing people along with you, the kind of people that are praying with your life group leader? Are you the kind of person in church that you're praying with us as a leadership team? You know, this whole church thing, this is not about the pastor's job to pray that people would come and people's lives would be changed. It's actually the most powerful when we all just decide, you know what, God, I'm in. I'm going to be praying that church is growing. I'm going to be praying that tonight people's lives are changed. I'm going to be praying that my friends are coming. You see what I'm saying? It's not just our job. It's not just the pastor's job. It's all of us. Church is not about this building or whatever. It's about the people. It's about you and me taking responsibility for what God wants to do. So are you all in? Are you all in? You know, maybe you feel like, some of those excuses. Maybe then not excuses. Maybe it's genuine. Maybe you just feel like, I don't know a lot. I don't know enough. Maybe you feel like, I'm not ready. I just tell you that every time, looking back at my life, every time I'm confident that I've taken a step that God wanted me to take, I never felt ready. I've never once felt ready for what God was going to do in my life. And I think that's because He wants to do more than we can ever imagine. You know, when I was uh, 19 years old, got a phone call from a pastor in Japan. He said, would you and your wife come and be pastors of a church in a country that you've never been to? I literally had to Google, where is it? Because <laughs> I didn't know where it was. Didn't know what language they spoke. It was terrifying because at that time, all I was doing was like leading an average life group at youth where we basically, we'd spent more time kind of like corking each other's legs and talking about anything important. <laughs> I preached like twice a month at youth and I really didn't, uh, every time I'm like, oh God, I don't know what, what I'm going to speak about. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it was like, it was like, man, I'm so not ready for this. But it was like God spoke to me and said, this is, this is what I want you to do. And my response just had to be, you know what, God, I'm in. I'm going to do it. Me and my wife, we lived there for six years. We just moved back last year. It's now thriving the church. It's got local leadership. There's people leading the church that kind of came to our church and met Jesus through it. There's people, honestly, over the other side of the earth, people with lives that have been changed forever just because we were willing to say, I'm in. But man, there were so many excuses we could have given. Not ready, not educated enough. It was like, no, come, come do Bible college here. And it was like, okay, sweet. I'm going to need to learn something about the Bible if I have to talk about it every week. And I grew up in church, right? So I, I, I knew the basics. Um, but I just encourage you, you know, maybe you identify with that. You know, maybe you're a life group leader at youth here. God wants to do immeasurably more than you could ever imagine. He's got opportunities like that. And it doesn't take moving to the other side of the world. God wants to use you right now, right where you are. 
I've never felt ready for it, but I think the enemy wants you to feel not ready. Whereas you've just got to be ready to say, you know what? I'm going to say yes to these opportunities that are rolling in. And I really believe that God's got great opportunities for you. He's just waiting for you to say, I'm in. And I don't know about you. I want to squeeze every last drop out of this life. I don't want to leave any stones unturned. Does anyone like bubble milk tea here? A bit random. I love bubble milk tea so much. We lived in Taiwan. That's like the capital of bubble milk tea. It's amazing. Um, but you know that has those little tapioca balls down the bottom or, or whatever you get? I, I don't know about you. I'm not leaving any of them in there. Like if it takes me 15 minutes, I'm going to work my straw down and suck out every last one. Uh, if you don't like bubble milk tea, maybe it's like, you know, when you get Coke at Macca's and it's like you've got to drink every last drop to get your money's worth and then you'll even eat the ice because it tastes a little bit like the Coke. Okay, that's just me. And anyway, I don't do that either, but I thought some people might. <laughs> seemed, it seemed, you know, I've seen people do it. I've never experienced it myself. Yeah, I want to treat my life a little bit like that. Like, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. I don't want to miss anything that God has for me. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen when I talk to this person about my faith, but I don't want to miss out if they're keen. You know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be healed, but I'm going to pray like I am going to be healed. I don't know if this person's going to be healed, but I'm going to pray for them anyway, because I am all in. Are you all in? If it's life change, I'm in. If it's healing, I'm in. If it's leadership, I'm in. If it's a new opportunity, God, I'm in. If it's inviting my friends to church, God, I'm in. If it's reaching my university, I'm in. I wonder if you have an I'm in attitude. Come on, people. Jesus is calling you to live a life bigger than you could ever imagine. Hey, would you stand with me this evening? I'm going to pray. Sorry I've gone a little bit over time. You're probably super hungry for pumpkin soup, but I really believe that it's worth spending time talking about the purpose that God has for your life. And I'd just love to pray for two groups of people this evening. Um, the first is just if you're making that decision of, yeah, I'm all in. And I just love in your heart, would you do something? Just, you know, why don't we close our eyes? can raise your hand if you want, just as a sign of, you know, as a sign to God more than a sign to me of, yeah, God, that's me. I'm in for whatever you're doing. Or just in your heart saying to God, you know what, God, I'm in. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. I want to be a part of it. I might be scared. I might not know enough. I might not understand. But God, I'm in. I'd love to pray for you. And I'd love to pray for you, especially if you feel like you've had that. And just in this moment tonight, you're like, I, I want to get back to that. Maybe you were living sold out. You were living all in but some life's kind of happened and now you kind of feel like I'm not in that spot that I was, I'd just love to pray and just encourage you that, you know, you can jump right back in where you got off with God. You don't have to go back and start from square one. You can keep living, following Jesus right wherever you are. So Jesus, we just pray for every person here tonight as they make decisions to follow you, to live all in lives, God. I just pray that you would do, give them Ephesians 3.20 lives, God. Lives with, their, with, with more than they could ever imagine or hope for. God, I believe that there are world changes sitting here this evening, God. Right now that people responding, lifting their hands or responding in your heart, you're gonna use them to transform the lives of the people around them, the people in our city, the people in our nation, the people of this world, God. And I just pray you would empower them Give them wisdom. God, help them to say no to the, to the right things and yes to the right things. To say, I'm all in for the stuff that you're a part of and to say, you know what? I'm not in when it comes to stuff that you're a part of. And Jesus, I just pray for anyone who's jumping back on that journey. 
I just pray that you'd fill them with an incredible sense of grace. And I just pray that they would know that you're just so stoked they're back on the journey. You're not concerned about where they've been or what they've done. You're just excited to see them heading back in the right direction. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, another group of people here tonight, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And and I'll just encourage you um, just to take a step on that journey. Maybe you're just trying to figure it out. I just encourage you, take a step towards God. The Bible says, uh, if you seek, you'll find when you seek with all of your heart. And, you know, God's saying this, you know, if you're hungry, come and eat. If you want to see what I'm about, come and see. And I just encourage you, wherever you are on that journey, would you take that next step towards Him? And uh, Slater's going to come and tell you how you can do that this evening.